This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area, it is THN cover to cover for Saturday, August 27th. My name is Matt Bob. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just was going to go into, I was just going to go right into, and I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. <laughs> it's August 27th, and I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. Yeah, pay no Here's attention to this other person. <laughs> Here's how it works. Saturday mornings at 10.30 Central Time. New time. Please note, changes to the flow here. Uh, Saturdays at 10.30 Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Discord and on Facebook live to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. Actually, it's really whatever you guys want to talk about because it's your show. True that. It's all yours. Like Joe said, it's a live show. We need you to talk with us live. You can jump into our Zoom. You'll find I spam the links in our chat. I pin the link in our cover-to-cover channel on our Discord. We also have several subjects we can talk about or not talk about there. Nerd news stuff that happened this week, TV shows, movies, all kinds of things. If you can't Specific- be here live. Specifically, specifically, Matt would really like somebody to talk to him about Lobo. I do want to talk about Lobo a little bit because I think Lobo sucks and I want to know if I'm wrong. But we can get into that or not. He's it's the fine. main man, Matt. I uh, mean, come on. You don't even like him that much. I mean, not that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can't be here live to talk about Lobo, feel free to leave us a message at the THN hotline 402-819-4894 or send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Normally, we would say before we open these phone lines when you talk about some nerd news, but the nerd news, nerd news. is posted in the chat and the cover to cover if you want to check out the links and talk about that stuff. If not, that's cool, too. But yeah, we were taking up too much. We were taking up too much time talking about it. Yeah, and BS. so now we're getting we're like we're we're f- five minutes from pushing the button to first caller. We're setting a land speed record. Let's do it. But we got to do something first, and that is reset the question of the week. I mean, that's why I gave us an extra minute of cushion. Sure. This week's question is courtesy of Mark Stern via the Discord, and he knows he is expected to call in today because it's his question. Just popped in the Zoom. He's here. All right. The question of the week. What are the most seemingly lopsided matchups that you've seen in comics, and did they end the way you expected? For example, somebody covered in or made of metal fighting Magneto. Yeah. Like, you would expect that to be a pretty one-sided fight. Right. Like if Colossus was like, I'm going to knock your block off, Magneto. Like, mm, crunch. I don't think so. So let's get into it. Uh, Frank Cirillo, I'd like to invite you in here because my friend Joe Patrick said some things that hurt you yesterday, and uh, I don't can't say that he's going to apologize. Man, I can't say he's going to apologize. Gonna, look, I, I feel. Uh, <laughs> oh, this I was is very, a safe. I was very sad, Joe. <laughs> this very, is a safe place. This is a safe place for all of us to air our feelings, true. and I don't expect to be shamed for having a different opinion. Well, okay. Here's the thing. One of the things that you, you that you've taken to recently is yelling at me for being wrong about my opinion on the show. So I think Frank and I are both going to yell at you right now and say you're wrong. Star Trek the motion picture Look, kicks ass. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine you know, if you want to. Frank, yell at me. help me here. Star Trek. Can you guys hear me? Okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, okay, cool. We, we I was having some audio. I was having some issues with audio before. Um, listen, Star Trek the motion picture has aged extremely well. I agree. It's one of those movies where. When it came out, it was like it was universally panned. 
The only people who loved it were the fans, you know, and mostly fans under the age of like 12. And that was me, you know, (laughs) and because it was like the first new Star Trek that we were getting in, you know, 15, not 15, in 10 years, basically. Um, If you watch that movie and you really look at it and you really follow the story, the story is an excellent, it's an excellent story. There's a struggle. Frank. Frank, Frank, no! <laughs> I think we lost Frank. Now, Wooly Toots does not normally get to jump in here. I'm going to ask him to unmute because he may be working. So, No, no, he has the day off. Oh, he, he has the day specifically off. He would be here. I'm off, I'm off. He He's off. He's off. off. Toots, how are you, brother? Hey, guys. What's happening? My beautiful baby boy. What <laughs> up, baby boy? <laughs> so big. What can you do? You know, we both need to work out a little more. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> you know. Hey, uh. I usually come in with a, a with a longer agenda, but mine's a little bit short today, which is good. Cool. So, dig this. Thanks, you guys, for doing that Predator long box, Cosmic yeah. long box, because I busted out all my Predator stuff that you guys reviewed and reread it a lot uh, before listening to the show. And um, w- number one, that was great because it it brought me back to Chris Warner, who yeah. is the reason yes. I got into Dark Horse Comics because I saw that first issue of the terminator which came out before predator and i was like this guy this guy knows how to draw a big dude with big boots kick in a door yeah like this dude <laughs> knows which how one to did draw. Chris, which one did chris warner draw he did a predator the first predator dark horse series yeah oh, predator uh concrete uh, jungle concrete, concrete jungle, jungle. Yeah. Yeah. When I he did, he did yeah. the terminator he did black cross he created a lot of black those cross, yeah. he like created Barbed wire. Uh, he is, yeah, I one of the that one of the founding dark horse artists, you could say. <laughs> yeah, he was there at the beginning. Yeah, dark horse presents number one. Senior, senior, then he became a senior editor, and all he did was like cover work. And I, I always thought he was tough as nails. Like his his characters, he draws tough. And then I just reread uh, Moon Knight Fist of Conchu. He's the artist on that, and you can barely tell. Really? Mm. Yes, I didn't, he is. How come I didn't yeah. know that? you got to be kidding yeah. me. No, you're right. I'm looking no, at it right here. It yeah, I'm looking at his wiki page. You're absolutely right. But that was a great that was a great pullback for me, but I will agree with you and say Tarzan versus Predator is so great. Yes. It's good. And especially after just watching Prey, I'm like, there you have it. Yeah, you yeah, don't think, dude. You don't think Tarzan could take out a bunch of Predators with just a, a couple knives? Yeah, he can. Yeah. And my favorite part about Tarzan versus Predator, there was never a moment where Tarzan was scared. Like, he, he everybody else is like, what was either. that? He's like, these dudes just gotta die. Scared. Something moves yeah. in the jungle, but it can't. Yeah. Tarzan's just like, I'm gonna kill that yeah. goddamn thing. And, I, and <laughs> I'm saying that, you know, I'm a long time Tarzan. I love Tarzan. I've loved Tarzan ever since the the cartoon. You and me both. Uh, yeah, the old seventies cartoon. Right, and oh. that was before I ever knew anything about him. I saw that. And Were then, those Rankin Bass? Yeah. Is that who did those? I think so. I think yeah. it was. And since then, I've gotten into him in all kinds of ways. Uh, but yeah, I love it. Okay, so now here, thanks for that. Was my big pull away. Uh, but you guys barely touched on it, and I wanted to ask you. Okay. Okay. Predators in the Marvel Universe. Okay. If you could have the Predator hunt anybody in the Marvel Universe, who would it be? Craven. I want to see the Predator hunt oh, Craven. That's such a great answer. <laughs> yes. Why I didn't think because of that. here's the thing the Predator thinks he's here to hunt something. Craven knows about the Predator, <laughs> right? And Craven's like, oh, you're not the one doing yeah. the hunting. Okay. I'm hunting uh, you. 
<laughs> you know, so yeah, that's I, good. I, I, I uh, just a, a point of uh, clarification. I knew it wasn't Rankin and Bass, but I had to look it up. It was Filmation. Oh, okay, Filmation. Filmation. Thank you. Filmation. Gotcha. Same, like same guy, same studio that did like He Man and stuff. Yep. Rankin and Rankin and Bass. They did the like the stop motion reindeer uh, Rudolph. And oh yeah, and the Hobbit. That shit. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love um, a super violent, brutal, like in the jungle, Craven hunts. The Predator. Mm. <laughs> uh, Kazar. That's a good one, too. So you can set it up. Land. You yep. can set it up where the Predator's in the Savage Land going for Kazar, yeah. and you've got yeah. Craven in the background. Like, <laughs> oh like Kazar's the bait, the about, you know? And, the and, about, Logan, and Logan's brother, Dog. Throw uh, him in there, too. Logan's brother, uh, Logan's brother Dog. Uh, um, here's the <laughs> thing about Craven. Man, he can get killed. Okay, if he gets killed, I'm all right. Craven is a shitty hunter. Yeah. Oh, I love it. He's they not all, they're always building. They're always building Craven up as like, oh no, Craven, he's unleashed all of the all of New York City's dumbest animal themed <laughs> villains into Central Park. That's your big plan, Craven. Well, hey, yeah, man. sometimes he has a net, you know, and like other times <laughs> he like drops a cage on somebody, you know, like a club. I, I like I I liked it when he's like, yeah, I'm a hunter. I'm a I'm a I'm in touch with the. I'm in touch with the jungle. I'm a hunter. I wear a vest. I wear yeah. a lion's face on my yep. chest. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's Dude, the eyes claw shoot necklace. Laser Come on. Beams. It's like Craven. <laughs> Those are not yeah. hunters' tools. Um, no, but I mean, we'd have to make I, we'd have to update him a little bit, make him a badass. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got my a Craven thought, movie coming. It's gonna be predator, awesome. Pre- predator, <laughs> right? Predator versus Predator versus Kazar, I think would be badass. Um, I wanted to keep it into outer space. I wanted to do it on like a Ooh, space planet okay. and All right. have it be, and have it be, be like, I want the star jammers, the star jammers. Um, that could be I fun. Think, uh, there's a, uh, there's a or character, uh, kill Raven, bro. I mean, kill kill Raven, get bro. out of here. Oh, that's in the, you could totally do that. Cause that's in the oh, future God. and there's predators in the future. Um, you could, there's a character in the, uh, Shi'ar Imperial guard. Like you couldn't do it with the whole Imperial guard because they're way too overpowered. No, right? like no. predator versus gladiator. That's not, no, yeah, no. I want, I want, but like maybe I a group of predators hunting Drax, like a group of predators hunting Drax, a destroyer on a, like yeah, a jungle sure. planet. That'd be yeah, fun. But there's a character to save sell months sell there issues yeah predator there's versus a Guardians. character on the imperial guard named fang and he's essentially well he's timberwolf from yeah. the legion of superheroes yeah. but essentially he's a wolverine and so like you could have like space wolverine versus the predator i don't know that that one sells as well <laughs> uh, but who cares we're like we're like we're we're, we're blue sky right. you know we're fantasy yeah, we're, we're, we're having we're, fun we're fantasy casting yeah. <laughs> all right toots we got to keep moving it is good to talk to you Goodbye. that was fun brother Love you. I'm going to try and do Frank again and see if we can get him back. Frank, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Can here he hear is. He's here. Right. Okay. Oh, Frank, you were saying. God. You were saying. I, all right. I was saying. We thought you got sucked into the V'ger hole. <laughs> oh, that might have happened. Um, the V'ger hole. I was saying yeah. that that movie has 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 really aged well because, you know, there's the struggle, that, that struggle with Spock. Spock is having the yeah. struggle of... Am I human? Am I Vulcan? And and it's like this is where it culminates for him. And if you go back into the original series, it's kind of a a theme of him fighting with his humanity, even though he has this cold exterior. And, you know, he's always getting into it with McCoy. Spock has emotions that he's dealing with in those in those episodes. Big time. And you could you could see them. Um, you, you know, you've got Kirk dealing with him getting himself getting older 
and losing his command and becoming a desk jockey, you know, so it's like there's the struggle, which we all can relate to as we get older of of getting older. You know, um, I, think, I, I love Disco McCoy as far as Disco holding McCoy. up. I love Disco McCoy. But as far as the reason <laughs> that film holds up for me, because, yeah. OK, Douglas Trumbull did the effects and he was one of those mm. model guys, did a lot of model oh, work, worked on Blade Runner, worked on 2001. Yeah. The model effects in that movie still look yes. amazing. And if you look at how they did it, it's literally like black background enterprise floating there and then they're like blow some weird smoke behind it or something yeah. you know <laughs> like, yep. Yep. and it looks it was, incredible yeah, space exhaust you know the effects are beautiful yeah in that movie. They, it's and, still uh, totally, and it was all like, practical you know, effects i yeah. i yeah. yeah all practical <laughs> what it had to be it had there was no cg i mean I, yeah. well yes it was all practical matt it was 1978 that's what i'm saying yep. and it looks good that's still that stuff holds up it's amazing uh so I have nothing. I have no problem at all with the way it looks like you can make jokes about the costumes. It was it was the late 70s. Like, what do I care? I think they I think they're awesome. I think everybody looks um, sexy as hell. You kidding me? I, I mean, yeah, man. I actually that, love like, the costumes. Yeah, I wish, sure. I like, wish I, there were different I got no color problems versions. With, of I got it, no problems with it. Um, with, with that, I think that the movie is slow and Dull. I'm sorry. Oh, get out. Like it. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. I, the, I like will the, say it is. The approach. It is slow. The approach. It's slow. They take twelve minutes to <laughs> approach <laughs> the Enterprise. Uh, for the first time, I loved it. Even as a kid, I'd but sit there and just and like, like <laughs> I like get goosebumps and like ah, and she's like, and Kirk's just like, oh, Kirk's I, I love it. Shot of the nacelle. I totally love it. Kirk's reaction. Shot of the other nacelle. Oh, whatever. I love Kirk's it. Kirk's reaction. Listen, shot listen, of the go, underbelly. Go and it's like twelve minutes of that Robert shit. Wise movies, and you will see <laughs> why he shoots that way. Yeah, you know, oh, the guy was used to shooting westerns. Right. He used okay. to shoot these like big like, like beautiful vistas big sky and, western right? yeah yeah so he's doing the same thing with the enterprise i mean getting it first of all getting a guy like robert wise to shoot star trek was like a like brilliant yeah because somebody like that would never have have done and have they thought this was going like to be this. like okay this is where we win our star trek wins an oscar this is going to be our 2001 oh yeah <laughs> this is like oh, we're yeah. going for it you know like they really oh, did oh, yeah and well, i'm sorry I but totally i totally think that they were going for 2001 they were like, oh yeah yeah it's like yeah oh this definitely. is our this Absolutely. is our the this is our the monkey tosses the bone into the yeah, air totally it's man, like, oh, yeah. man becomes god god comes looking for man it's all there you know and I'll tell you what, bald Lieutenant Ilya in that miniskirt, uh, that messed Matt Bomb up yeah, as a kid look, for the rest of his life. <laughs> I was like, God I, damn, look, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I can't say I'm nothing gonna, about nothing. But I'm gonna blow you. I'm gonna blow your mind here. Okay, Kirk's uniform in the beginning, that Admiral uniform, is green. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's it was green. Like, it's not. It was like blue, blue green almost. It's it, a, they were right, like aquamarine. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. for the, I mean, for the last 30, 40 years, I've thought that was a blue costume, blue and white costume. It is green and white. Yeah. And I saw. I finally saw accurate pictures of the costume, and it blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, it's kind of wow. like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, you you think back to, um, the Adventures of Superman. A show from the fifties that started yeah. in black and white, and it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, Superman. Everybody knows Superman. You know, he's wearing that red, red, the classic red and blue and and yellow. No, and then gray. you see a picture of the costume <laughs> in real life, and the costume was like gray and brown. Yeah, because yep. it was shot in black and white. 
Right, right. And, and yeah. it would have looked weird. <laughs> there would have been, there would not have been enough um, contrast, basically. Contrast right? between yeah. the colors. Yeah. Right, right. It's, red, it's just red like shows it's, up it's, as black. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right, Frank, um, we're going to keep rolling here. So, We've got a bunch of people right, in here. Hey, w- before, before I go, uh, did you guys watch uh, Lower Decks this week? I haven't. No, man. I, I, I haven't okay. watched season right. one. I'm way behind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I watched season right, one, well, but I need to catch up. Well, we'll talk about it. All, All right, right, guys. Good hey, to talk to you. Love the She-Hulk. Love the She-Hulk, by oh, the way. Love it. I'm, I'm uh, really yeah. looking forward to the talk about it. All, All right. right. you guys. Bye. JD, got to catch. Get in here next. Wrap with like, the kids. Hey, real, real quick before JD, like just you might get, you guys might notice, we ain't stopping for nobody. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like we, we hit the, we hit the cutoff line. We got to move on. Yeah. So um, get, get what you want out quick and let's get into it. JD. Wrap with us. How are you, brother? Uh, good, good. Um, answer to the question of the week okay. is uh, Magneto-related, actually. I've been scrambling to figure out the issue, but it's um, relatively recent. It's okay. uh, the most recent run of X-Men number 11. X-Men number and 11. I'm looking it up. The one, Yeah, the one-sided battle is Magneto versus the Gotati. <laughs> so this would have been during Empire. Like an Empire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When he when he drops his satellite on a guy. Oh yeah, he, he, he <laughs> yeah. Drops another satellite. So this would have been the, the previous the previous volume before it relaunched yeah. under yeah. Jerry Duggan. Yeah, yeah. Who was writing it? Was that Jerry Duggan still? Hickman. It was Hickman. Was it Hickman? Okay. Uh, Hickman wrote the first volume. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, he drops two satellites on a dude. <laughs> you know, hey, listen yeah. up, Jim, in the chat. We don't come into your chat and make fun of you and and your numbering system. Sometimes there's multiple number 11s. Get over it. It's true. Now, here's the thing with like the manga people. They just know all of them. They are like, oh, you're talking about chapter 345, number four, volume seven. We knew exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> what else you got um, for us, JD? Uh, I want to talk She-Hulk because I'm, I'm digging Let's it. talk yes. She-Hulk. So and I also want to talk about the, 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 the tiny Easter egg that no one can stop talking about in, in episode two. Just the Wolverine thing? Yeah. Okay. What, oh, wait, a, what Wolverine thing? There was like a joke. And when she's, when she's looking on the laptop, when she's looking for a job on the laptop, there's an ad in the corner of the screen, or not an ad, but it's a, it's like a news headline that says, man with metal f- claws fights in bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I th- They're just messing with us at this point, right? I think they're, so, yeah. They're yeah. absolutely just. There's also, there's, there's also a headline under that that says, why is there a giant statue of a human hand in the ocean? That I saw. <laughs> that I saw. Yeah, a little bit okay. of a, an and Eternals shout out. And that makes me feel better because like while I'm watching the Eternals, I was like, no one's going to notice this. <laughs> like, like, you know what? Here's you, the, get on Google, like here, you get on Google Planet, you're going to be like, uh, what's that? You know? No, <laughs> but speaking of that, though. Um, that's actually something that I really appreciated about She-Hulk is like, we are so set in our, we are, we are so locked into the mindset that like this follows, this follows, this follows this. Right. But really there's no reason that some of these stories aren't overlapping. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, um, this, uh, like episode two revealed that She-Hulk, at least the first couple episodes take place during Shang Chi, right? Yeah. And now yeah. we definitively know this take. This is take like last episode well, we takes knew it place, took place after the blip, right? Either right after that fight with the Abomination and Wong in the beginning yeah. of Shang Chi or Shang Chi, like yeah, because yeah. she sees it on the news and goes, "Oh, <laughs> that sucks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> we know for sure. Now, now on that front, I will say I talked to my sister last night, and my sister is a lawyer, 
And I was asking her, she's also watching the show. I said, so how's the law stuff so far? And she goes, honestly, it's dead on. Yeah. The whole bit with like them losing the case because she saved the jury. Yeah. Yeah. That would totally be, yeah. She poisoned the jury pool. And when, when she said, uh, he tried to kill my cousin, I have to recuse myself. He was like, no, he, he got a, uh, he got a conflict waiver. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing that they can do. And I'm like, wow. Okay, cool. Absolutely loved the haiku writing abomination. <laughs> so, and then when she's talking to Bruce and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to defend him. He's like, I think it's great. He wrote me a really nice letter and, and a, wrote, a yeah. heartfelt haiku. <laughs> a really, really nice haiku. <laughs> I love it. The balance, the balance this show is striking between humor and like legit stuff and the fact that we're getting so many questions answered, like how Bruce's arm healed yeah yeah yeah. i like that um and, and i like you know like so i have heard i have heard not 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 anybody necessarily in our uh, circle but i have heard from people uh harvey locust who's got his ear to the ground on this sort of thing um that people online are as they always do are crabbing about things like uh the episode's too short Blah. it's like I did not give a shit because I laughed from the beginning of the episode to the yeah. end of the episode. I mean, like, I want I want more stuff, but well, sure, I want more. Of course, but yeah, I also I want think, more stuff. But also, I didn't feel like I was lacking anything. Right, and when you're going for this tongue-in-cheek kind of TV, almost sitcom, it's a sitcom. Like, right? yeah, yeah, like it's perfect. You know, 30, 32 minutes, whatever. I'm in. Great. Yeah, it's like so, like the writing in this episode in particular was so sharp that I was like stunned at how clever it was. Like, yeah, and and it was so so fast too. Like yeah. they didn't even stop to give you time to dwell on it. Like when they're in the bar, when they're in the bar, um, and uh, uh, you know, sleazy coworker is there. Oh God. And he's like, yeah, the nepotism. Yeah, it was great. He's like, oh, you're a Hulk now too? Great. Just, just like <laughs> you to develop work. superpowers in the middle of a trial. For, <laughs> it's like, shut up. And then he says, he says, there's a hot girl over there. I'm going to go talk to it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then, like, I, like, almost spit out my drink. Yeah. And then at the end, then at the, end um, the, um, the mid-credits, sequence uh which i hear again from harvey there is going to be a mid-credits sequence in every episode they're doing it in all of them um and like they're probably all going to be jokes like this yeah. but um you know she hulk is doing things around the house for her dad which is yeah. funny but then at the end <laughs> chat or chad or whatever his name is i think it's chad but i think it should be chat um is changing the tire and he says I don't know what a 401k is, but here's the thing. Nobody does, but it's important. And then, it, and then the episode is over. And I was just like, God damn it. That is so funny. And I love her dad is cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. Larry, yes, yes. I love that actor. And I'm sorry, but I think more jobs need to come with a map of the best place to poop. Yeah. Place to poop. <laughs> and great. you know what? I, that guy, and I, I poop here. It's Don't a poop blink, here. It's blinking, you miss, it's blinking, you miss it. But that guy is, uh, he's Pug from the Dan Slot run. He says his name very quickly. Oh, okay. is he? I didn't know that. He's, yeah, he's, nice. he's Pug. His name is August. August, like Pugal, Pugalese or something. Yeah, Pug Pugliese. Yeah, uh, but Pugalese. they call him Pug. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like Italian, Italian, Italian name. <laughs> um, but yeah, his, that's Pug. Um, and then I think there was a, there's another guy, like a, a, a character actor that you might recognize that's playing Stu, the long box guy, uh, I, the long box. She did walk, she guy. walks by a, like this a closet comics. and it's just yeah. like all comic books. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> it's totally great. Um, but I like, yeah, I think this, I think this show is so good so far and the CGI, I do not care. I don't have oh, any problems with it to care. be perfectly honest. No, and I do, and it's not even that I don't notice it. Because okay. I do notice it very quickly, and spoiler here. Sorry, but we got to pull it off. Why is the Hulk going back to Sakar? Oh, we don't know. Oh yeah, are they going to yeah. say that he has a kid there? Are a they going to say Why that? Would they say? He, oh, because of Scar. Because of Scar, um, his I mean, son from the comics from Planet Hulk. Um, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people are wondering if they're setting up Planet Hulk. Yeah, um, which maybe they are. Um, but I kind of feel like they already did that in Thor Ragnarok, so I don't know why he would go back now that he's Smart Hulk unless, to go back and be a gladiator. So I don't know. Got, unless unless, unless they're trying to set up World War Hulk. World War Hulk. Um, yeah, or he could have a secret kid or a kid that he didn't know about because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't Smart Hulk at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Hard to know. I'm loving She-Hulk. I'm loving, yeah. And uh, I don't want to talk too much more about Sandman, but I'm just going to say that uh, oh, the, sound oh. of her wing, the Sound of Her Wings was the best hour of television it, I've watched in years. Hands down, dude. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, so last incredible. night, I watched three episodes last night. Um, I had t- For some reason, I had taken a long break. She-Hulk came out, and I was like... Yeah, I'm not caught and, up. And, like, I wasn't, was in, the head, I wasn't in the headspace for Sandman. Um, but last night, I sat down, and I watched... Um, the sound of her wings and then the first two parts of the doll's house. Uh, so yeah, the, the doll's house and then something about the, the, there's a different title for the, the yeah, yeah, one. yeah. I think, but, that, um, I think that's where I am too. And, uh, so episode up to episode nine mm-hmm. and Oh God, that show is so good. I know that show is so good. And the sound of her wings is probably my favorite thing I've seen on TV this year. Yeah. And I love watching Neil online just fucking shut just, down. Yeah. Just, uh, just I saw this demolishing one where, like, dudes. This guy says, yeah. like, like, most distinguished Neil Gaiman, why did you make, I'm not racist, my cousins are black, but uh, why did you make, <laughs> My cousins you know, are black. My, why yeah, did my, you change oh, yeah. the actors He even says something like, my beloved cousins to, or my dear cousins are black. <laughs> to yeah. not only, to not only uh, uh, black people, but also ugly people. <laughs> and why did you change those from the perfect graphic novel depictions? And Neil's response was, uh, for Delirium, we we picked that actor just to piss you off. And we just went for it. The others we picked because they were the best for the role. I also love that, uh, like, hey, look, man, I'm not racist. I just hate <laughs> ugly people. No, you know? Like, no, I, <laughs> we I, all agree I read, uggos I, are gross, right? I, I, did, I did read the thing and... I got the impression that English was not this guy's first language. Uh, and it was I, uh, intelligence. Well, yes. <laughs> but I, I was trying to give him the, benef- the benefit of the doubt in, in thinking that maybe he meant, why aren't they all just, you know, the chalk white skin? Uh, yeah, still, it was. But even so, like, um, yeah. destruction doesn't have pale white skin. Right. No. Uh, spoilers for there being a guy called Destruction. <laughs> um, so, but also Delirium. Sorry, Delirium no doesn't have pale white skin. Spoilers That's for true. Sandman because they're so like script perfect. Yeah, they the are. You're, we're not Head spoiling on. it at this point. Like if I, like I if mean, you I didn't pulled, read the book, I, maybe I actually it's a spoiler, pulled but. out. 
I actually pulled out my copy of the graphic novel for The Sound of Her Wings, and you can read along panel mm-hmm. for panel. Yeah. Oh, I actually saw online somebody did like a shot for shot, like yeah. Yeah. compared the video to the. No, we're at a point um, now where it's like everybody got pissed off about Game of Thrones when the Red Wedding episode happened. They're like, you can't do that. And he was like, I wrote this like 20 years ago. And then uh, last. So I guess it would have been the doll's house. Chapter mm-hmm. one, maybe um, uh, where I finally figured out it took me many minutes just so you know, we're um, going to keep rolling here. So yeah. Right. Um, when you, uh, when you're in the diner scene with those people and yeah. they're just talking about the guest of honor, yeah. it took me several minutes to realize, Oh my God, they're talking about the convention. Yeah. They're talking about the convention, the serial killer convention. And, uh, and then, and then they finally reveal that you were that she goes off into the bathroom to kill the waiter. It's like, Oh my God. Uh, and I love that that guy's name is Funland. That's his. That's just his name. <laughs> Gross. All right, yeah. JD. Good to wrap with you, man. Always. We'll talk soon. Okay, buddy. Talk to you later, guys. Bye, bud. Brian Domingos. I need to talk to you about something serious. So I hope you're ready for a serious conversation. But Wildstorm. What's going on, guys? Wildstorm is back, know, baby. <laughs> is this Wildstorm Cast? Oh, welcome to Wildstorm yeah, Cast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome to Cats Cast. Yeah. We're your hosts. Welcome yeah. to Wildstorm Cast. You're in the storm. <laughs> Ooh, you're in the storm. That's a great tagline for the Wildstorm Cat. This is it, guys. This this is the the opportunity to get some quality books out of DC. If these things sell like shit, they're never going to do it again. Okay, so, that's exactly um, where I'm at. Like, first, we're they've already kind of been around, like Batman, Urban Myths, and stuff like that. We know these characters are still in the DCU as they are now, but now we're leaning into it. We're going for it. We're trying this again. Is it just because Jim Lee is in charge? of this stuff. And he's like, let's do the wildcats again. Or do they think that there is a well here and they can make money on it? I don't think it's Jim Lee. I think it's the uh, genius uh, editor, Ben Abernathy, who has been at DC for a long time now. He's like the guy under Jim Lee. And yeah. he was a Wildstorm editor for like a decade. And um, Matthew Rosenberg, who's going to be writing the wildcats book and who did the uh, Batman urban legends arc uh like kind of mini series inside that book oh he had a grifter yeah he's the one that wrote that he did the uh the future was, state two-part thing it was really good I think it was the, which was really good and so in in his um sub this week he talked about how he had a meeting with abernathy and and he was like all right what do you want to write about and he was like oh you know i you know like i like batman and he was like really nervous to talk about like what he really wanted to do and abernathy was sort of like bored and he was like, well, you know, like, I love, like, the Wildcats. And he's like, interesting. What do you like about the Wildcats? And he, like, got everything. It. And so, right. And it was like, that's that. He's like, you know, it was it was something that it, at, I was the perfect age. Because he's around, you know, he's in his, like, early 40s. So he's like, I right. was the perfect age. This was stuff that had a really cool history, but not, con- he's like not a ton age. of continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, it's that, yeah. You know, closer to you and me, Joe, than that. But, um yeah, Matt's the, uh, hey. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know he's, you know, older. Um, but, uh, the, you know, so he was just, he talked about how much he was a fan and that really led into these things. And I'm excited about it because he's, he's like legit. It's not like, yeah. you know, in the nineties when like, you know, Ron Mars took a gig writing Stormwatch, right. you know, like, and he was like, I don't or, know. Was, I don't you know, the new 52 launched with a voodoo title. Ugh, bleh, bleh. Right. Right. You everything know, I read thing. in so, that, everything I read in the I'm sorry, games I radar, that, that didn't, that did not happen. I for, I'm sorry. I forgot that did not happen. <laughs> everything that I read in that games radar article that we posted made me feel good. 
like these are nerds that oh, like this for actually, the same reason that you I actually like. called it games radar and I got really sad. Why? <laughs> because it's newsarama. I know, I know, but it's like gamesradar.com. Gamesradar, <laughs> gamesradar <laughs> owns it. Yeah. Yeah. I just but like that's the first time I've ever heard anybody refer to it as Games Radar and not Newsarama. Fair and I got, oh, R- I got a little RIP Newsarama. That's a, yeah, that's a right. bummer. But um, yeah, they all seem really interesting. You know, like they're they're pretty gung ho about the, at least the Wildstorm or the Wildcats book. And Waller, and now, like, Waller versus Wildstorm like, sounds Waller awesome. Versus, <laughs> Waller versus Wildstorm is like the greatest comic book title in the history it's of comic pretty book. Pretty good, titles. yeah. It's just it's like why it's like why not? Like you know, it's, sure. it's, the titles don't matter. Yeah, and so just, they've got Checkmate um, on the cover. They've got Suicide Squad. They've got friggin' Battalion on the cover. It's really it's Waller versus Stormwatch. Oh, um, yeah. But um, I, what does matter is who's doing the book. And unfortunately, while they got the tremendous art of Jorge Fornes on the covers uh, to bring you in, to trick you, you might say. Yeah, um, yeah. Eric Battle is doing the interior art, and uh, let me tell you, Eric Battle has not gotten any better since the '90s. Help me out, Eric Battle. It's, What's he done? He was a, a late he '90s Stormwatch, um, I think. No, he did um, a little bit of. He did Aquaman at one point, um, and like the night, like when I think when Eric Larson was writing, like that, around that time, he worked on hardware um, which, as well. He's like he's, he's kind of a workhorse kind of guy, okay. but he's not. He's he's okay. Batman, so the Flash, he, um, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Yeah, he's doing like fill-in issues of all this stuff. Yeah, he, I don't think he's had a substantial run on anything. I think Aquaman might have been an arc, but he did like a couple issues of uh, Judd Winnick Batman, like Red Hood run okay. when um, after like Doug Mankey left, you know, like that now, kind of thing. He's, now, one uh, one of the pieces of art they released though was at the Eric Battle variant cover. Now, maybe that was maybe that was one of the '90s variants that they're doing. But it was not good. Um, it's, it's it's not great, but it I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm taking what I'm getting and I'm buying, I'm pre-ordering every issue. Um Love probably it. gonna Fair. pre-order Fair. Well, that's you know what? That's how the stores know what you want, right? Yes. So right. It's, um, because this you're, a, a, you're a, right. This is one of those things if you don't pre-order it, there's a chance it might not be at your store. The, and it's not so, the fault of the characters of the universe. I think uh, these retailers have been burned on this Wildstorm stuff. <laughs> A few times now. But not, but not only that, but they're they're burned on everything. You yeah. know, like there's no nothing's returnable. Right. You, I mean, you, you guys work in the stores, so you know that. Like you and so there is a a bitchy and complaining uh Facebook group, Wildstorm, like official Wildstorm Facebook group that's got a bunch of like Jeff Marriott is on there and um a bunch of like, you know, old school. And these people all they want is like Wildcats from nineteen ninety right. three. And I totally get it. But I'm like and all they do is complain and you know, they don't you know, DC has abandoned these things and so it got announced and I was like, Listen, this is it. Yeah. Here's a link. Go to your store, tell them you all want a copy. There's they're gonna if, if these sell, they're gonna do more. Right. Otherwise you know, like, shut up. We're done. That's it. This is you know, you <laughs> want these things, you want I it's like you don't get much more like nineties Wildstorm than uh, Stormwatch starring Battalion. Right. Like that, the, the cover, Eric uh, Battle's cover is the is the Jim Lee cover to number one. Like it's just his version of it. Like it's that is as like old school as you can get. Like the second Wildstorm book, that's the cover. So 
buy it. Go buy it, please. Everyone pre-order. Go to your store, pre-order. <laughs> and there's they're also doing the um there's like Grifter got run over by a reindeer or something. Is the uh right, that's the, the Christmas it's, special. Oh it's the Christmas special. And no and the, so that got announced first and they were like, This is such a disrespect and blah blah blah, all these maniacs. Oh god, um, grow and then, up. And yeah, <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. got run but over then, by a reindeer. How dare they? <laughs> it, it's hilarious. Um and then you know it's like, well, this is this is such like this is not serious and they're not taking this seriously. And then later that day, it's like, oh, by the way, here's two more books, and this is it. And so the Waller and Wildstorm book is a miniseries, um, but Wildcast is not at this point a miniseries. So, um, you know, it's going to sell until it sells. We'll so see. Yeah, and I think you just play it like if they want to be in the DCU, great. They're another spy organization or whatever. You know, like to, well, I, all there's so many spy organizations that exist in the DC universe, and they're all cool, and you can do whatever you want with them, and it's a good I mean, place this to is, uh, Like this is, I think this is pretty firmly in. Yeah, this is DC. It's clearly oh, no. DC it's, I mean, and so that's what Rosenberg's been doing as all week. It's like, um, it's basically the Wildcats are going to kill the DC universe. Like they're they're cool. also, they're hunting them or whatever they're doing. I and love it. And he's having fun with you know the Eric, the Eric Andre like. You know the thing where he shoots the guy, and then he's like, "I can't believe you shot that guy!" Like, yeah, why would you? So he, it's the yeah. thing. It's like he shoots the thing, and then the next instead of Eric Andre, it's him with the grifter face, and it's like, you know, we're gonna kill the, the DC universe. Like, it's he's he's into it. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, the characters are not the ones I would love, but I don't. Yeah, you take what you get. You know, right? Like, and like you said, know. if it sells, maybe we get more of those characters we love. I mean, and hey. As far as the Stormwatch thing is concerned, uh, if we're getting, uh, if this cover is to be believed, and we're getting Winter, Fuji, and Hellstrike, Fine. I don't care. Fine. That's, they're <laughs> the only three members of Stormwatch I care about. Um, and obviously in Battalion as well. But well, yeah. Battalion, um, yeah. But I always think of him as like the guy that stand like, because because he became like the new Henry. The new weatherman. But I guess he did, he did he did wear that huge domed. Oh, yeah. Domed oh my god. The, armor. the aquarium armor. It's so yeah. awesome. And, <laughs> and they, you know, DC has all those like clandestine groups, and they don't do anything with them. And right. even that, like ben, Bendis tried to do something, and I don't know what the hell that checkmate book was. Yeah. Oh, well, um, they, even, like, they even uh, they even they even made they they even took great pains to have Bendis write a story in which Leviathan destroyed all of the other clandestine organizations. Yeah. So really there's a vacuum. There's a big gaping hole in the yeah. spy. So now they can the, all the, come the back. Espionage corner of the DC universe. Um, I love it. Now they, they, should, they um, can all exist. It's fine. I, like I know that normally we might, we might uh, move on to the next caller, but since uh, Brian is the closest thing uh, we've got to a fellow uh, expert on the topic. Uh, we also need to discuss the fact that DC has finally pulled the trigger on the return of the Justice Society. Oh yes, of course. Uh, um, with a new ongoing series written by Jeff Johns, what as we, well as a Star Girl series by Jeff Johns. What do we know about it? Do we like other than it's coming? Well, there's an I event. Think, there's kind yeah, of there's uh, there's an event called the New Golden Age. Okay. Um, that's kind of. Uh, it's it, that's kind of like one of those things where it's like stuff from the past is affecting the now and long lost characters are coming back and there's huntresses on the cover and I bet it's going to be Helena Wayne, which is going to twist some people's brains off. Ah. Uh, but yeah, I like I'm I'm just I, I'm pleased as punch. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so glad it's not like, you know, Ed Brisson and I don't know. 
Some sure. other guy. Yeah, you know, like, right. It's, it's like yeah. Je- it's- Jeff Johns has had, he's had enough time. You know, I think he's probably got to be itching to write again because he's not doing, other than that, like, image book he's doing, he's not doing anything as far as we can see. So I yeah. think he um, also went through a thing. I think Jeff Johns went, I think he went through, went through a, thing, a big yeah. thing with all this Snyderverse bullshit and being called a racist and being tied to Josh, Joss Whedon and, you know, like... I think he went through a thing and he came out. I don't know if he's come out of it totally yet, but it seems like he came out. Okay. It, like for the most part, it seemed like bots. Yelling well, at Jeff people stop talking about it at, yeah. uh, at any rate. Um, but it's also, you I mean, know, it's also Warner, like Warner brothers give them a lot of other things to talk about. So yes, you know. <laughs> so true. Um, so true. maybe that's the whole thing. Like, how do so, we shut this down? I don't know. Let's cancel oh, some shit. We want the new JSA book to sell. So let's cancel the Batgirl movie. Right. And yeah, then right. that will take all the heat. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, Just that's, go, uh, that's the conspiracy. I'm willing to go full to Roger stone and flood the zone with shit. Right. You know, like, Right, yeah. uh, very, very brief aside. I saw something hilarious last night. Um, it was uh, Ezra Miller makes amends with Warner Brothers. And it's all about Ezra Miller, like taking responsibility and saying, like, I'm sorry. I, I you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Things got a little crazy there and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. I'm I, he recommitted to the project. The flash uh-huh. is moving forward. But that's not the point. The point is. Is that somebody took the time to create like this triumphant looking graphic where it's like right. the two executives from Warner Brothers back to back and bubble letters that said Ezra Miller, you know, makes peace. And it reminded me of that meme from a couple of years ago where it's like Arturo is no longer my friend. Now Brian is friend is my friend. <laughs> and have you seen you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen those? Nope. Cool joke like, though. Fr- <laughs> friendship renewed with Arturo. <laughs> it's right. like th- these are not the names. I cannot okay. remember the names. They're hilarious. Cool story. Um, <laughs> but um Brian, we're gonna keep rolling here. It is good to talk to you, my man. I'm glad oh, yeah, you're guys, excited. I'm excited should- for you and with you. Yes, no, pre-order those Wildstorm books, pre-order those Pre-order, uh, pre-order, books. pre-order. Yes. Do it. Pre-order, pre-order, yes. All right, Damon Chan. Um, but uh, just one last thought on the uh, on the JSA. It's uh, Michael Jannon is on the art. It's an ongoing. It looks, uh, like, these yeah. are all, like, really good signs. Right? These it's are not good, like, it's good news. Yeah, it's yeah. a JSA miniseries. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a JSA Set in wherever. You know, no. And um, the only thing that uh, I think is kind of a bummer is that it's like, there's something uh, mysterious going on with the mime, uh, mime and uh, what's her name? Marionette oh, from the Watchmen stuff. From Doomsday, from the wa- they're from the Watchmen universe. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like I don't need that. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't need that. But yeah. Jeff Johns created them. Whatever. I don't care. And just final thought: I don't think that you can PR your way out of this Ezra Miller stuff by saying like he's really sorry and he feels better. Okay. Yes, uh, he's really sorry that he uh, had people hostage. <laughs> yeah, okay. And fed and fed bullets to a baby. Go with that one, WB. We'll see how that turns out. Damon Chan, how are you, brother? Yo, yo. Hello, everyone. Speaking of feeding bullets to babies, Damon Chan. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He knows how to give the iron, you know, to uh, in a a growing child's diet or blend, I guess, in this case. And to be fair, the child found the bullet and put it in its mouth. Nobody fed it. Exactly. All right. So let's just settle down, everybody. If you found a bullet on the ground, you'd put it in your mouth, too. I'm young. I do it right now. (laughs) I got one in my cheek. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. I'm chewing on one right now. All right. So I want to give a quick answer to the question of the week. And I had to think about this. I was like, oh, yeah, this happened in 2013. I remember this. And I was like, oh, shit, that happened. So uh, 
Injustice. Do you remember that series, right? Justice. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there was one, I think it was, no, Injustice 36. I actually had to relook this up because I couldn't remember the issue. Um, when. That's just uh, so many. That's that's such a high number for a comic book like Injustice to have reached. You know, it actually was. I was surprisingly drawn into it at the time. No, I've heard I've heard really nothing but good things it. about it. But people yeah, yeah, loved it. True. Not the Gods uh, Among Us, the first one, right? Is that what you're talking about? Um, I think it well, was, it's all actually. those. It's all part of the same run. Injustice Gods Among Us is the, the name of the game. Oh, okay, gotcha, right. gotcha, gotcha. Correct. But just, it had a couple of different off. volumes. Yeah, yeah, I just spawned up. But this particular encounter. So um, basically, you know, the whole premise is basically Superman becomes completely crazy and he takes right. over the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there was a moment where. Uh, this also explained the game too, like why they were super strong. Uh, they had like a pill or something that kind of made regular people, like Batman, for example, could take it and become as strong as Superman. So he um. stole, yeah, Batman stole this pill from the from the um, Fortress of Solitude, which is where Superman was making it. Brought it back to the Batcave. Superman found him and said, "What the hell are you do with my shit?" And basically, uh, he starts to uh, you know beat the shit out of Batman, breaks his back too. Um, while this is happening, though. Uh, they don't notice that uh, Alfred is behind him, uh, and then you realize, shit, I got to do something. I like he sees this the is super headed. pill. Yes, he sees the super pill. Uh, all panel takes it. Also, Superman turns around, and Alfred headbusts the shit out of Superman. He knows, <laughs> breaks it, beats the shit out of him. Like really, he says, "You can't hurt my family," or something along those lines. It's just like beats him to a, like a completely unconscious alfred like, beats up a, superman <laughs> yes yes completely breaks up then he, then the, the kicker is he picks up batman like you know get him out of the Batcave. he looks back and he looks down at superman it's like come come master bruce there's nothing worth saving here and he looks down at like sneers at superman and just takes Batman out. good so, god yeah i forgot tom yeah, taylor so that, wrote this that's why people like it because tom taylor is a good writer oh yeah that's Tom correct. Taylor wrote yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. That was perfect. But yeah, that yes, was Tom, uh, like Tom Taylor took a Tom Taylor took a fighting game that barely had a story and, right. and yep. made a story out of it. Can you unlock yeah. Alfred in the game? No, oh, I man. wish. I wish. Because I wish there was like so an rad. intro where like Alfred walks up and goes, Very good, sir, and then takes a pill, like, ooh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those little intro screens are like yeah. crazy as hell. Yes, I would love to see that too. It's kind of funny that that game though, because they had so many different um characters that eventually showed up, like Hellboy, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah there were a lot of crossover characters. I think, so. kinds of stuff. I think depending on the version, I might be thinking I might be confusing it with um Soul Caliber, but I think uh, Spawn was in one of no, them. No, Spawn showed yeah, up in uh, Mortal Kombat. That was Mortal Kombat. That was Mortal Kombat. Yeah. The recent right. one, actually. Um, but there was also a Mortal Kombat versus DC, which is what mm-hmm. uh, how I got mixed up. But, yeah. That was that was a weird. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, they they did have a lot of crossover characters that showed up in the in the later Injustice. Like, uh, while the Injustice game is fun, I admit I've played it. It is fun. There is like it's a fighting game. It's, nerd yeah, guy fun. in me yeah. that's just like no, no, no. Catwoman <laughs> cannot beat up Superman. Nope. You know, nope. <laughs> as I'm playing Catwoman and kicking Superman's ass, you know. <laughs> like, I, you know? I remember I mean, this was this was this is a problem dating all the way back to things like X Men: Children of the Atom, yep. right? Oh, and the Marvel superheroes uh, fighting game right. where it's like, okay, characters. you are now fighting Thanos Yeah, mm-hmm. with all, and Thanos has all six gems. Like I'll buy the Mega and Man can kick the shit out of Thanos. As, uh, <laughs> okay. And you are playing as, uh, you know, Captain America. It's like, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's just, it's a fighting game. Yeah. You gotta let some of that stuff. Uh, Jimbo says that Spawn was in fact in Soul Calibur as well. 
He was. That I do remember. Yeah, that game, that was another game that was kind of like had a bunch of, because Darth Vader was in it, Yoda was in yeah, it. Yeah, later on, right. they started yeah. dropping those. I and love I think the Soul Calibur game. That was the one I was Me thinking too. of where it depended on which console you bought it on. Yeah, that's right, um, and they were exclusive, depending yeah, on what Yeah, so was. like Spawn, you'd only get Spawn if you bought it on PS3 or whatever. Right, yep. mm-hmm. right. And, and if, you bought it on, if you bought it on Xbox 360, you got Darth Vader. Is anybody something. watching Game Tekken on Netflix? Link. Speaking of fighting games, Tekken has a show on Netflix, and it's really no. good. It's good. I want to watch that. I the love the Tekken right? world. I love the Tekken characters. I love the Tekken fighting games. Like, Street yep. Fighter's awesome. Don't get me wrong. And I love those characters, but Tekken always did it for me, man. I love If they don't have Tekken the hair, good. if they don't have the hair oh, like the game i'm not they interested absolutely do oh, like <laughs> when Hayachi mishima shows up his hair is like mm-hmm. six feet wide <laughs> it's yep. crazy yep. and it looks There's great only I'll one. It. maybe i'll check it out then it's fun yeah they have the animes that's what it is but anyway um the what's the, so the only things i want to talk about is also she hulk i know it was talked about a little bit um mm-hmm. one of my i know you mentioned a few other uh fun little gags in there though but my personal favorite was when hulk was on the line on the spaceship and basically was saying uh Oh, yeah, when you're like, oh, yeah, you're abomination. That fight was a long time ago. Yeah. I was a completely different person, <laughs> literally, <laughs> in reference to Ed Norton. And then yeah. Yeah, Jen just look, looks at the camera and says, ha <laughs> So, yeah, so apparently yeah, Ed, Ed Norton was a thing. But, yeah, I, I, I'm curious about where that's going. And I want to echo, I think, what J.D. had said. I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Scar. Um, what it leads to, I don't know. It's my guess. Maybe I, I, it's my I don't guess. Know, man. <laughs> I'm guessing Son of Hulk. I, I, I mean, World I, War Hulk. It's my I, guess. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised by anything that the MCU decides to do at this point because mm-hmm. we've had things like you know Ant Man and. <laughs> But I just, uh, okay, Scar, sure. Why not? (laughs) But I mean, like, why not? Have fun with it. And you do something where, you know, he brings Scar back to Earth and people are like, it's too dangerous. Can't have two Hulks. And they arrest his kid and he's like, leave my kid alone. And then he loses control. World World War Hulk. Hulk. There you go. You know, Damon, good to talk to you, my man. Later, guys. You have a good one. Mark Stern, it was your question. Get in here. We demand you answer it. What you got for oh us? Oh my gosh! Can you guys hear me? Yes, you sound great. Yeah. Oh. Hey, thank you. Sounds great. sexy as hell. Uh, well, I, uh, I I felt like I had to call in. I mean, yeah, I've lurked for so long, and you know, it's about um, damn time. Well, it's my question. So there you go. I, I figure I'd, I'd better do this. There you um, go. So let me start off. I'll answer the question. Get that out of the way, and then you guys can boot me whenever you want. Cool. Um, everybody's been oh, talking about X Men. X-Men, thank you. <laughs> but everybody's been talking about X-Men number 11. Mm-hmm. I So that's kind of like my answer. I think I was thinking about it, and in a hypothetical standpoint, I was like, you know, Magneto versus, like, Stiltman would be an amazing <laughs> lopsided. He's gone. He, like, ties up Stiltman's legs into a bow tie, throws him on top of a sure. post and walks away. Sure. Great. Done. In continuity – one of my favorite all-time favorite comics and it probably was one of the uh comics that brought me into this whole thing was um king size annual or giant size annual x-men number 11 okay and that was by chris claremont and it was uh drawn by uh uh, alan davis and um that was the one where they had to go to the citadel and they fought this character named horde and Horde had this crystal on his forehead. And anyway, it was the X-Men team that consisted of what? Uh, Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, Psylocke, Dazzler, Dazzler on the team. Havoc and Longshot Havoc. were there too. 
Yes. And um and basically oh, he's, takes a big, out the, he's the skinny Sasquatch guy. He was an orange guy it's, and he had like he looks like yeah. Sasquatch if weird, Sasquatch was like a skinny dude. Weird yellow hair, but right. he's bald on top. He's got like this ring of hair and like yeah. Yeah, and like it was it was kind of I guess maybe it's not lopsided, but like he took out the entire team as they went through the citadel. They were going through and like they would be faced with um uh visions of their greatest desire. And one by one, each teammate just kind of like disappeared into the uh, the ether. And it came down to Wolverine. And somehow Wolverine resists. He gets all the way to the final boss, Horde. And Horde just destroys him. He like he basically punches him through the chest, pulls out Wolverine's heart, yeah. beating. He makes Wolverine look at his heart. And he's like gloating. And as he's gloating in Wolverine's face, uh, and this is like also like the scene that has probably spawned a million different arguments in comic book shops around the world. Uh, a drop of Wolverine's blood drops onto the crystal. And from that, it regenerates oh into a brand new Wolverine. <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> I totally right. remember but it's this. Because, but, it, but it's because it drops onto the crystal, right? Yes. Yes, it is. It is. But it was like. I think after that, so many people were confused and they're like, well, Wolverine can regenerate from a single drop of blood. And no. so, yeah, a lone drop right. of Logan's blood splattered the crystal, which gave out enough energy for Wolverine to be restored. So yes, the crystal did something. Um, yeah. I totally remember And then all of a sudden now. people were like, he's Lobo. He's Lobo powerful. Right. Horde was an alien yeah. mutant and he was bringing other mutants to like do his dirty work to go and get this crystal. And like using them for that. And this is his first and only appearance, by the way. And the design of this character is bad. I'm going to drop it into the chat. <laughs> it's bad. You know, I don't know why I, I in my mind, he reads as Sasquatch. And that's because I thought that his red hair was all over his body. No, he's just like pink and he's got, but he's barefoot. And like, he's, he's wearing like not boots, like the tops of boots that appear He's to wearing float. Shin. Yeah, they, but they appear to float. There's like shadows under them. Are they floating? Yeah, no, they're floating <laughs> above his body. They're floating yeah. above his body. Same with his same with his shoulder pads and all the stuff around his arms. Yeah, it's all just like float. It's like not armor. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, no, that's 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 pretty good. I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, I mean, it's also not armor in the sense that it's not covering any of his vital organs. That's true. Uh, you know what would so, be a fun cosmic long box? Overpowered nobodies. That would be a fun <laughs> like horde I mean, is a I wouldn't even know how to be horde is a perfectly good example of an overpowered nobody. Like you never heard about him again. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Mark. But you know Oh, go ahead. Hey. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, like you said, it's a one shot. He's never made a reappearance. Right. Because he's dead, obviously. Yeah. But the Citadel were like it survived. And it was kind of a cool idea, a cool concept. But what? I would love to see it come back. But well, then the again, Citadel Light and Shadow, I, isn't that part of like Otherworld and stuff with like where Megan's from and Saturnine and all that shit and all that crap, right? Isn't that uh, where the Citadel? I, I, you know, I have a, I kind of have a selective memory on that stuff. Okay. I, I understand because, yeah. and I understand why nobody likes it because I thought, okay, because so for a while stupid. there, Joe was like, I hate Otherworld. I was like, no way. I love it. And I was thinking back to that old Alan Moore, Captain Britain, you know, where they start to like sort of talk about that. And then I realized, oh shit, 
literally no one did anything good with it but Alan Moore. And Alan Moore just like touched it. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, his powers come from a magic <laughs> yeah. place. Don't worry about it. It's neat. He's a magic guy. He's not a mutant. He's got magic powers. There you go. And then it was like the X-Men editor was like, well, we got to spend at least two years with Excalibur in this area. <laughs> like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't think the Citadel of Light and Shadow is anything to do with. Okay. It, All right. Just it, check it. It's, it's where this crystal was. Like, it, it doesn't even have its own wiki entry. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Mark, we appreciate the, the like, deep dive the crystal, into The crystal board. of ultimate vision has its own wiki entry, but not the Citadel of Light and Shadow, which well, leads me to believe it never appeared outside this story. Probably not. Mark, good to talk to you. Thank you for that deep dive on Horde. Hey, Mark, welcome aboard, buddy. Oh, yeah, and welcome hey, aboard. Thanks. All right? And yeah, we expect to see you here good. more yeah. often. You put on your clothes and you show up to work on time. All right? We'll talk to you later. I'll do my best. Thanks, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jimbo, get in here and close us out. All right. Uh, question of the week. I like this one. Uh, we're going to go with One Piece. Okay. Uh, Luffy, he's made out of rubber. Yeah. And of course. And he fought a guy. <laughs> what? What? Of course he is. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So in one in One Piece, you get powers by eating devil fruits. I can go on the list. There's three different kinds of devil fruits. There's a lot of devil fruits. Anyway, he means You don't, like, don't got to make a list about the devil fruits. Okay. So I thought it sounds like this started like a Fruit Ninja type game or something. Like it was a handheld game. Oh, no. They made a comic out of it. So and so he there's a bill a bill to a villain who ate the uh, thunder thunder fruit and he can shoot lightning. So is the it? villain has a huge uh, his name is NL. He has a huge god complex. He thinks, oh, I am so powerful. And then he tries to zap Luffy. And he's mad at rubber and doesn't do anything. And he has this hilarious looking face. And then he gets his beat down and it's a really good build up because you know they're eventually going to clash right because most other fights you know uh oh my power counters yours but this is a huge build up like multiple chapters when they start fighting is so luffy's that's my answer is luffy's what? full name monkey d luffy yes okay monkey there, d. He luffy. there he is. The, d is the d is very important in the story okay <laughs> <laughs> he's also known as straw hat yeah, because he wears a straw hat. All right. Straw pirates. There yeah. you go. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, let's see. Dragon Ball Super movie review. Tell I, me, first of all, before before you review, where does yeah. this fit? Like, what is this movie? Because I started to watch it last night, and I was like, whoa, yeah. I don't know what the hell is happening here. <laughs> like, so, if, so if you follow the other movies or the or like the anime, okay. the, it, this is taking place after. So it, it is a natural progression. Because uh, a Toriyama does write these movies. Okay, so it's just because I'm not caught up. That's all. Right. All right. I didn't know if this was like way future or somewhere in the past it's, it's, or a pocket of time. It is substantially in the future. Like with the, with the baby. So it's from the last movie. It's three years from the last movie because the baby had just been born in the last film. This is Pan, uh, Gohan, and Videl's daughter who okay. is being trained by Piccolo in the film. And this one is called Superhero. Yeah, okay. which has actually has meaning to it. Um, anyway, I really enjoyed it. It's very funny. It's nice. It actually has a plot. I know that sounds weird. This is you know, Dragon Balls are known for their plots. No, and a lot of times there, there's been plenty of Dragon Ball I watch where it's just like yeah. here's eight episodes of one fight, right. <laughs> and right. and everybody's standing around going, I can't believe they're fighting like this. I can't yeah. believe they're still fighting like this. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I love it. it. it was, yeah, it was it was nice. Um, uh, I, I know before we had talked about animation concerns. Uh, there is one scene in particular when you watch the movie, you're like, "Oh, this animation is not good." But the rest, and it doesn't really take apart because it doesn't deal with the main storyline. But the rest of the animation is really good. 
And what, one thing I, I get annoyed by is like, you know, it's 3D because they do camera spins all the time. That's yeah. Really yeah. But, but it looks really like the final, you know, 40, 50 minutes of the, of the fight, because that's how long Dragon Ball fights are in movies. Like, <laughs> it looks so good. Nice. If they could do this, I, 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 I'm all for it. If they can make this and make movies faster, Right. Or give us more content, then I'm then I'm all for it. That kind of sounds like what you were describing with the animation kind of reminds me of um in the 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 more modern era of DC cartoons, specifically mm-hmm. well, really any of the any of the DC cartoons, not just the Bruce Tim ones, but like ever ever since like they came back with like justice league and justice league unlimited but it's happened in young justice it's happened in all sorts of things where it's just like traditional 2d animation we love it yeah and then all of a sudden it's like check out this obviously computer generated spaceship it's like don't do that so so this do that this animation skill is kind of what arc system works a video game company did for dragon ball z fighters and their guilty gear basically they're 3d models but then they do 2d sprites well drawings over it right uh yeah uh, right. Uh, demon slayer uses it a lot yes Where, like and demon yes. slayer is it looks flawless it's gorgeous because it's, it's definitely slayer, the tv show still looks better yeah because i they this, their, their main director is like a voodoo master i don't know how to do it's it. gorgeous so, though and i'm okay yeah. so tekken on netflix is doing the same thing okay. where not, it's not i don't i can't tell it's definitely animated, but there's a lot of CG going on, and they do the things like in the Tekken fights where you do a special or something, mm-hmm. and the camera zooms in, and like you grab the dude and like bounce his head off your knee or something, and then like <laughs> so like the camera zooms in while they're fighting and shows these three dimensional like special fights that you know from the game, and I was like, oh, oh, that's fun, <laughs> that, that tickles me pink, I love it when you do it well. When they can mix CG and animation well, I mean, what, it's like, awesome. The, but it's very like difficult. The whole the whole thing about like taking three D models and then drawing uh, and then drawing two D pixel animation on top of it, or pardon me, two D two D drawings on top of it, they are still animating. They still have to animate the two D drawings. The two D drawings yeah. don't like change shape right. as the three D model right. moves. You're, you're doing it for speed and for movement purposes. And like for reference, well, on, for like reference, honestly, it's like so that now your thing looks the same as it moves throughout the. Right. You know, it doesn't it doesn't uh, lose its silhouette or whatever as it moves through right. frames and stuff. Right. Um, but like the reason, like the reason they did it, and it seems counterintuitive, but like. The reason you suddenly see a fancy CG spaceship or whatever in the middle of your 2D superhero cartoon for kids is because it costs way less money to build one computer model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you can move through space. For sure. Than it does to pay an animator to animate a spaceship. That is the idea behind the current issues in Japan is there's so much work to be done. They're trying to cut corners, but they're trying to make it look good. Yeah, and, so Demon, and to be fair, I said this a lot of times, but Demon Slayer, the anime, has, has such a huge impact on the industry for this kind of stuff. Yeah, you can, and, and you can see it. Everybody's trying to do it now because they did it so beautifully. Chainsaw Ch- Man is going to be pretty similar. I'm going to like because it it's extremely violent. It's going to be very similar. I'm, I'm re- my body is ready for Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm ready. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then last two things, real quick. 
Uh, I don't know why you guys never talked about the TV show Harley Quinn on HBO Max. I'm sure you guys have never oh, talked about it. Oh, you know what? I, Jim, <laughs> I actually think no, that you know, show is very, joke, very good. It's a joke because you guys have. And I actually sat down and watched it the last few weeks. And it is amazingly crazy and hilarious. It's good. Like, Harley, I, Harley Quinn is good. I, the only reason that I don't bring it up on the show is because I don't think I've finished season two. I need to finish season two. It is um, so that yeah. I can get it on to season three. Yeah, season three is airing, and they're only like twelve. I mean, other half hour, twelve episode seasons. Yeah, it's right. a it short is, investment. You can knock I, them I out. Believe how great it was! Like I'm literally sidestepping laughing. I didn't. Like, so it's, it's really very funny. I didn't care for it at first, but like the first season, right? Like it started uh-huh. like, eh, whatever. But they settle into the humor, and they oh, stop yeah, trying to like go so in your face with a bunch of stuff, and got smarter with their humor. And oh, by season yeah, two, it's very good. And I'm I'm definitely enjoyed season two. I've not watched any of the new I, ones yet. And I would I would argue Ranger. that they didn't get smarter. Matt just kind of got over his own baggage about Harley Quinn. No, I think they I, because not, when I, I think, think like I watched that show with an open mind and I thought it was I thought it was brilliant pretty much from the beginning. Like all this like all the character better. stuff. JB oh yeah, of course I think it, it, it only has gotten I think better it over definitely time. improved. But um, like JB Smoove as the plant is hilarious. Um, Alan Tudyk as Clayface, and he's like, "I'm an actor." Is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, Ron Funches plays King Shark, and it's adorable. And it, like, it's so well cast. The jokes are so good, and it's not one single second of this. Mr. J pudding bullshit yeah, yeah. that I hate about Harley Quinn. It's like, no, the Joker is an abuser and Harley has no time for him. And now she's in love with Poison Ivy and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then the last thing, uh, primal, uh, yeah, primal. Oh my God. Like I, it, oh yeah. it is unstoppably good. And here's the thing. We're not going to get any more. WB is going to really? axe this stuff. They're going to axe it. Nobody's watching oh, it. Nobody, uh, because it's because of what's going on. At yeah. Nobody Warner knows what it is. The quality of the show. Nobody <laughs> knows what it is. There's no talking in it. And you can, you can just hear all the well, strikes. There's no talking in it. What about that episode a few weeks ago? Okay. There was, yeah, there was a little dialogue there, but you can hear all the strikes against it in the boardroom. Like, so what? It's a caveman and a dinosaur. Nobody talks like, is it like, who's going to watch this? Get rid of it. It's canceled. No. Chris Evans tweeted about it recently. So America's ass is behind the show. I hope America's ass. America's ass. I hope he saves it. Um, It's so, everyone needs to watch it. It's so. It's wonderful. Now I, I would not have expected to get any more of it. To begin with, because so much time passed since the end of the first batch of episodes. There was something where it was done and it was sitting and nobody oh. seems to know why. And mm. nobody's talking about it. So who knows? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But I'm anyway. I'm afraid this is it, unfortunately. Jim, good to talk to you, my man. Later, guys. Later. Hey, Jim, we love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just wanted him to know. Get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right. Voicemail time here in this ziggurat. Hey, Joe and Matt. This is Bryant from Merlin calling in for the question of the week when it comes to lopsided fights. Um, I know I had a whole week to think about this, and I was trying to do some quick research, but the schedule was pretty full. But if I had to answer the question of the week, I would say probably Spider-Man and a decent amount of the people that he's faced in the past. Um, One of the people I was thinking about initially was Tombstone, and the most recent uh, issues of Spider-Man, uh, issue two, when he's in the truck with Tombstone and basically gets uh, taken out. In my head, I feel like Spider-Man should be strong enough to beat Tombstone, but after reading some of the 
PowerPoints for uh, Tombstone, I guess it would be probably fair that Tombstone might win in those conditions of a close quarters combat. But uh, long story short, if I had to choose a person, probably Trapster versus Spider-Man and Acts of Vengeance would be my lump-sided fight. Thanks once again. Hope you all have a nice day. No, that's pretty good. That's a really really great lump-sided fight because it's the first first guy Spider-Man fights after he gets his cosmic powers. You got to tell me who you got to tell me who this about this. I don't because I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, you do because we reviewed it on the show. Did it we? is the first. It's the first issue. It's uh, I want to say it's Spectacular Spider-Man, like one fifty-nine, one sixty-nine, something like that. Okay. And it is the it's the issue where Spider-Man gets his cosmic powers. Okay. It's also the first is the first Spider-Man installment of the Acts of Vengeance crossover, and Trapster shows up thinking he's about to fight Spider-Man, and what he really is fighting oh, is a cosmic god. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, he was Captain Universe like, or whatever at the time. Captain or? Universe, yeah. yeah. And so, like, Trapster's like, you're no match for me, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is like, zap, 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 explode. <laughs> and Trapster's like... God damn it. <laughs> and like it like broke Trapster for life. And now Trapster just has this huge Spider-Man inferiority complex. That's great. Yeah, It's amazing. That is an awesome answer. An awesome answer. <laughs> I think there, I think Spider-Man has a lot of great potential. Lopsided victories. Is that what you're trying a, to say? A lot of great potential choices for this, for this particular question. Okay. Yeah. Victories and losses maybe. So, um, so yeah, both. Yeah. Let's get into our answers. Let's do it. Do you have one? Cause I've got mine. Uh, you go ahead because I'm actually having a hard time picking one. Okay. No, no, like I have too many ideas and I'm having a hard time settling on one. So mine comes from Grant Morrison's JLA run and we talked about it briefly, but it's JLA number 14. And this is one from a storyline called Rock of Ages, right? And I cannot remember everything that happened that led up to it, but it basically dark side reset reality and had conquered, like did something where he changed something fundamentally in reality, and it's like the Justice League woke up, and they're like, oh, we lost. It's over. Darkseid rules yeah, everything. Right. Uh, so Darkseid had... Darkseid came into possession of something... Um, was it the... What was it? The Sorcerer's Dark Side, Stone there was, It was called the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone. And, that was it. And, but within the Philosopher's Stone actually was the Warlagog, which is the Jack Kirby, you know, god machine. We can't get away from this goddamn thing. The Warlagog. <laughs> And um, it's what empower. It's what originally empowered uh, our man one million. Um, that's how he had it. It's like Metron's in charge of it. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so ba- basically, because of the Philosopher's Stone, because they something happened. It. Something happened in the present, right? Um, destroying the stone enabled Darkseid to take over the Earth and turn Earth into a new apocalypse. Right. Somebody else was using the stone to do something bad. Yeah, it was Lex Luthor in the Injustice League, and they he, he blew it up. The Injustice League, and yeah. it messed with reality, and all of a sudden, Darkseid ruled everything. And like, there are these big signs that just say Darkseid is, and it's like his face. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, but then, but. Then this scene is like 20 years in the future now. Right. Dark side, the Justice League is dead and Dark side has been ruling the planet. There are fire pits everywhere. This is planet Earth now. Right. It's really, and, it looks like apocalypse. And so. But there's a resistance of heroes that survived. And their job is just, you know, go fight Dark side and save the planet. No big deal, right? Yeah, suicide mission. So we get Connor Hawk as Green Arrow, who is the son of Ollie, right? And the Atom end up in a position where they have like one open shot on dark side and connor's like what i'm gonna shoot him with an arrow and the adam's like no you're gonna shoot him 
with me. <laughs> and so he shrinks and puts himself on the front of the arrow and Connor takes aim and shoots Darkseid in the eye <laughs> with an arrow, right? And the Atom jumps off into Darkseid's brain and then wreaks havoc <laughs> on his skull, basically. <laughs> it's actually, it's even cooler than that because it's the Atom, you know, makes it about science because... Right. Darkseid is uh, Darkseid is encased in an impenetrable force field. Right. So he gets and in and he launches the arrow. In. The arrow just bounces off. It breaks. It shatters on the thing. But the atom figures out that because Darkseid can still see light can get that through. means light. Yeah. Is getting through the force field. And so the atom shrinks down smaller than uh, the molecules of light and passes right through the force field and goes into his brain. Probably doesn't work if you think about it, but it's cool. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> and he uses a neural storm to basically electrify I mean, he, his he, brain. He goes subatomic, yeah. you know, you know, whatever oh, you want to call it. So cool. So the atom the, single-handedly yeah. takes down Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, he, he performs brain surgery on the inside of Darkseid's so brain while he's alive. Cool. It was it's such awesome. a great, and it's so completely Grant Morrison. Like only Grant Morrison can do that. I believe he specifically <laughs> uses like a cutting laser to separate the lobes of Darkseid's brain into two. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking hardcore. All right, what you got? Um, okay, all right. So like Bryant suggested, Spider-Man is a an endless bounty of fights like this where uh, it's either Spider-Man is uh, completely outclassed or Spider-Man outclasses the person who's after him. Um, please see my uh, thesis about Rocket Racer uh, or anybody <laughs> using a vehicle-based uh, <laughs> weapon or, or theme. Um, but the, the most fun part is where uh, Spider-Man is the one that is outclassed. And my, at first I was going to give it to, um, Spider-Man versus the juggernaut, which was in a two part story called nothing can stop the juggernaut. It was, it was Rogers from uh, Roger Stern's era on the book in the early eighties. Yeah. Um, I think John Romita jr. Is on the art, I believe. Um, and, Basically, Kane Marco uh, is smashing his way through New York City. The only one around to stop him is Spider-Man. And the only way Spider-Man can beat the Juggernaut, uh, it's not even about beating the Juggernaut. It's about slowing the Juggernaut down right. uh, or, or stopping the Juggernaut. And so he tricks the Juggernaut into onto a construction site where he sinks into the uh, newly poured wet concrete foundation of a building that's being constructed. And there he is trapped until he is somehow able to extricate himself from uh, completely it being encased in concrete. Um, but I decided to switch it at the last minute. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 271. Okay. It's 270, 271, where, um, or it might be 271, 272. Matt will correct me. 271 but, is definite, though, you're thinking. Uh, well, 271 is definitely one of them. Amazing Spider-Man, uh, 271 versus... Does uh, 271 have the Avengers on the cover? No, it has... Uh, Ron Fire Lord. No, it's got Crusher, Hogan, Aunt May, Nathan Lizzie. There's like a... 271? Yeah, I'm looking at 271, and the cover is Mayhem as a man 261. called Manslaughter. And he's like Spidey in the black costume versus a dude in a leather jacket. 261, you think it is? Try 261. Let me try 261. 
that one has uh, the hobgoblin with a bunch of fire holding Spider-Man unconscious. Charles Vest cover. It's beautiful. 269 and 270. Sorry. 260. I was too I was I was I was an issue too far ahead. So um okay. Amazing Fire Spider-Man Lord. Amazing Spider-Man 269. Um Fire Lord, the former Herald of Galactus, comes to Earth for reasons unknown only to him. He wanted a good pierogi. Uh, actually, he wanted a good slice of pizza. You can't get him in space, um, you know? <laughs> no, it's true that he, he wanted food. It was he wanted pizza. Um, he discovers pizza. I'm right. This is correct. He wanted food. <laughs> that's not why, that's not why he was on earth. Oh. He was on, he was on earth for reasons I forget. It does not matter. Um, fire Lord is on earth flying around, making a nuisance of himself. I got the reason. Um, fire Lord, former Herald of Galactus is flying across the universe after destroying a meteor swarm. He notices he's near planet earth decides, Hey, that'd be a good place to rest. <laughs> sure. He stops to rest up. Yeah, right. Why not? Um, and so he wanders into a pizza place and uh, the the pizza chef was like, yeah, here, I got a slice here for you, Mr. Lord. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he eats he eats a pizza pizza and he's like, ah, this earth delicacy. Where has it been all my life? I need more. I demand more. And he's like, the pizza guy is like. No can do, boss. That was the last piece we had on hand, and the ovens aren't even on. They're not even fired up. And he's like, fire? You require fire? And then he blasts the ovens with the power cosmic, because having the power cosmic means you don't understand simple human machinery. Sure, sure. Uh, you don't. You think that blasting ovens with fire is what makes ovens go. Or perhaps it's so beneath you that you don't care. Sure. And you're just right. like, whatever. Yeah, let's go with Blah, that. There's let's fire. Go with that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, spider, uh, fire Lords on earth, destroying s- small businesses, beating up raised pizza. Yeah. And Spider-Man is like, that can't, we not on my watch buddy. And so Spider-Man tries to take down fire Lord, uh, who is a, 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 like, a, as I said, a former Herald of Galactus. And the fun thing about Galactus's heralds, when they quit, they don't lose the power. No. He, Why? He often forgets to take that away. <laughs> like, you can just turn it off, Galactus. I've seen you do it. It's like when you leave a company and you forget to take, like, you know, the little, like, chip on your on your or like keychain your to open the front all door. Your, all you your know? logins still work. Right. You're right. It's like, oh, man, I can go in and muck with all these like, websites oh, from this have, company. I, I still have access for. to all the password vaults. <laughs> yeah, that's Hold a bad up, idea. Um, <laughs> I probably should not have access to this financial information. Um, but yeah, so basically Fire Lord is, is a cosmic being that Spider-Man has no business fighting. But through sheer tenacity over the course of two issues, um, Spider-Man... Um, I don't know. Like as a kid, it's the greatest thing ever. As an adult, you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. (laughs) Um, Because there's no reason why, like even at spider speed, right? Spider-Man's like, I just have to move faster than I've ever moved before. Uh, And there's this flurry of Spider-Man like bouncing all around Fire Lord. And it's like, Fire Lord is used to dodging objects at the speed of light. I don't really care how fast you're moving, Spider-Man. And so um, basically... Spider-Man keeps fighting until the Avengers show up finally. And the Avengers are like, whoa, whoa, you did it. You did it, soldier. 
and Fire Lord is knocked out on the ground, which is ludicrous. Um, what I think really happened in my no prize explanation is that Fire Lord got tired. He wasn't able to rest up like he wanted, and he yeah. just laid down and fell asleep. He was real tired from blowing up those meteors. It said right there. Yeah, he's just like, all right, I'm yeah. done. They got to a point where like, <laughs> like his life meter was just like at the very end, yeah, and right, he was fighting yeah, Spidey, exactly. it's like, and Spidey just had to like, you know, hit him a couple times. It was like, it was like his life bar was full. But his stamina meter oh, was out okay, empty. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, you know, like when you have to hold down Abe to run, sure. it's like I can only run for so long. Sure. Makes ah, perfect shit, sense. Spider Man's here. I love it. Um, and yeah, so yeah, Spider Man versus Fire Lord. Um, Spider Man technically wins, which is ludicrous. Um, <laughs> but but fun. All right, but do fun. We have- yeah, I, like I, I still I, I still to this day I hold those issues up as two very fun issues of Spider Man. All right, do we have a new question of the week for these jerks or what? I do. And, uh, you know, this is just a a pause for me and you. Um, I took another question from Mark about like real world locations, which I think is decent, but I don't know if you have anything better. I had one that I liked. Let me look real quick here. Let's just use this one since it was already teed up and then we can use the new one later. Um, okay. There was one I wanted to do last time and you did this to me. You were like, no, we're going to use this one. And I said, okay, I want to do this one next. I think I got it right here. Um, no, I thought that we did do that. We ended up doing that one, lopsided fights. Was that it? Because I was gonna do, I was gonna do this one, and you, were, and you were like, "No, the lopsided fight one." All right, all right, do it. That's fine. Yeah. All right. We going? Yeah. This week's question is courtesy of Mark Stern via Discord once again. That means Mark will be forced to call in two episodes in a row. And if he gives three, he's a goocher. We haven't had he's a goocher. Yeah. We haven't had a goocher you know for what? a while. We we certainly haven't had a Goocher since uh, the dawn of the Discord. I don't remember who our last reigning Goocher was because you have it until it's taken from you. And then the yeah, trophy. Yeah, like whoever like, was Goocher last is still the Goocher. Yeah. Um, please Mark's return the trophy. We don't know how, please return it. <laughs> yeah, right. The trophy is expensive. Um, Mark's going to have to work a little bit harder uh, if he wants to get in a third one because that last question he submitted about like, what's the goofiest idea you have for a comic? We ain't doing that. <laughs> No offense, Mark. We ain't doing that. The question is this. There was an issue of Action Comics a few years ago where Superman is in a fight where they beat each other across the country. And at one point, they're battling across one of my favorite towns, Durango, Colorado. That artist actually used photo reference and you could discern that it really was Durango. So what's one of your favorite comic book moments where you took notice of a real world background setting. Now, this is a note from me and Matt. We're not talking about famous places like Rockefeller Center or the Bean in Chicago or the Eiffel Tower. No. We want places that would not be obviously recognizable to the average reader, like Durango, Colorado. Okay. So what is a scene in the comic book where you were like, hey, I know that place. Can we do, can we add to it like or other times where they got it wrong? Like we're like, I'm from oh, that yeah, place. Want, That's want, not there. I want, yeah, no, I want your favorite example of them doing it correctly or doing it very incorrectly. Okay. I love it. Yes, so every example, 100%. correctly or incorrect. We'll do it next week, right here. New time, 1030. It rules. Because we're all done a little earlier. We can go about our Saturday. Thank you for joining us. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, we can go have lunch or brunch or yeah, crunch. Whatever you got to do. Uh, we'll be back review. We will be back this Wednesday reviewing new comics on the review show. Join us for that. 
But for now, there's, a, there's somehow a game. There's somehow a, ga- a Husker game today, even though the Huskers are in Ireland and people are already at the bar. It's wild in America. I don't understand what's happening. So when is the game? Funny thing is, in it's happening right now. That's why I'm trying to get the hell out of here. Uh, yeah, that figures. In Ireland, that. when you are a new driver, you have a red N that you have to put in your car, and that N is for novice, right? And it looks exactly like, sure, like the, the Nebraska, Nebraska logo. N. And so yeah. a bunch of people that went to Ireland for this game are like, oh my God, look at all these Husker fans. <laughs> it's great. All right, we're getting out of here. My name is Matt Bob. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off.